0: Hi, I'm George Stalker, and this is Last Week in .NET for the week ending 3 October 2020. You know, last week. There were no releases this week, but there are a crap ton of goodies around. Ed Charbonneau talks about Blazor vs. MVC on his Twitch stream. One bad thing about Twitch is that the videos disappear after 14 days, so you only have another three days to watch this one. James Newton King wrote a Blazor WebAssembly app that shows the performance benefits of gRPC Web over JSON. Now if you read the blog post you'll find out that it is 70 percent less bandwidth use, 10 X faster deserialization, and this is all without using Gzip. David Ramel focuses on how much faster Blazor is getting. Now Microsoft already fooled me once with Silverlight, but I'm hoping this time will be different and so I'll dump all of my attention on the Blazor and cry inevitably when they abandon it. How to deploy ASP.NET Blazor WebAssembly to Azure Static Web Apps. This blog post goes into detail on, well, how to use Blazor on a static site hosted on Azure. David Fowler shows off the original design principles surrounding ASP.NET Core. Now, in this post, he goes into what actually were the reasons why they created ASP.NET Core, and to me, it's frightening to think that at this point, ASP.NET Core is five years old. Michael Spilt, I hope that's how I pronounce his name, talks about ASP.NET middleware and stuff you should know, probably know but have avoided. Now, if you're like me, you're about three months away from completely abusing middleware because you need to hook into the request pipeline for a dangerous reason. The dev talk show on Twitch talked with Shahed Chowdhury about ASP.NET Core from A to Z on their Twitch show. Now, this was, uh, I referenced a book that he created, ASP.NET from A to Z. Uh, a few newsletters back, and that's worth checking out, as is this interview. You know, that .NET Foundation meetup I talked about last week, about microservices and containerization happened, and I haven't watched it yet, and the reason you know I haven't watched it yet is that I would have started this with a curse word. I'm sure it's a good presentation, but I have ethical issues with microservices, like, well, developers should be bound by ethics not to use microservices. Have you analyzed your .NET framework project for .NET 5 portability? You may want to do that, and Microsoft may want to update the doc to reflect that it's now called .NET 5 and ASP.NET Core on .NET 5 instead of .NET Core. Anthony Giretti deep dives into the system.net.http.json whew, namespace. If you're going to serialize JSON in .NET 5, and you will, at least until the cool kids move to gRPC, you'll want to pay attention to this, especially since JSON.NET is now considered mature. Do you want to see all the new Visual Studio templates available in .NET 5? Well, they're available. There's an option you check in order to see all the .NET new templates available in .NET 5. If you're using Visual Studio, this applies to you. Also, while we're talking about checking boxes, uh, go vote and check that box, too. NetStandard 2.0 is the most used target framework moniker by far. Emo Landworth uh, on Twitter showed the stats of the most used TFMs, Do you know how to read TFMs? And the most used TFM, Target Framework Moniker, is NetStandard 2.0 followed by Net4.5. More deeply, this means that while library authors are hoping to target both Framework 4.7 and NetCore 2+, they're not diving into NetCore-only features yet. The .NET team released the results of a survey that asked people about their experiences with .NET repositories on GitHub. If you like data and you love skewed numbers due to sample size, you're going to love the results of the survey. The PM director of the .NET team, Scott Hunter, sits down on YouTube to talk about his job and what he does. Clearly, enforcing the standard that is spelled dot .net and not .dotnet is not in the job description. Now, is it tuples or tuples? Maria and Kendra from Channel 9 released a video talking about Uh, tuples in C-sharp, and speaking of tuples, uh, I had this question, so I scrupulously commissioned a Twitter poll about how to pronounce tuples. It also has spawned a link to an English Stack Exchange question on the subject. Microsoft Exchange servers are still open to an actively exploited flaw. If you're using Exchange, I'm sorry, and I recognize you already have problems in your life, but here's another one. There's a flaw for Exchange that has exploits in the wild. I can't help but notice that the exploit was patched on 11 February 2020, about a month before the U.S. went into total lockdown mode. I wouldn't be surprised if that hurt adoption of this patch, but regardless, you should patch your servers. Conf is 21 October 2020, and this is, of course, not to be confused with Conf on November 10th through the 12th, 2020, which is totally different than .NETConf. and also, since you're listening to this on the podcast version, I'm sorry. Now, to break that down, there are two conferences, each called .net Conf. one spelled dot, .net, and one spelled D-O-T-N-E-T. Uh, one is a Spanish, that is the one that's on 21st October 2020, uh, and there's one that is U.S.-based on November 10th and 12th, excuse me, November 10th through the 12th, 2020. Both are free, uh, and you can attend, and I will be live-tweeting the one on November 10th through the 12th. Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, released a reprehensible blog post about Coinbase's mission, and he got thoroughly roasted for it. Good. If you're going to put profits over people in 2020, you really shouldn't expect much else. And that's all that happened last week in the world of .NET. No releases, but overall still a busy week. I'm George Stalker, and I help teams double their productivity through test-driven development. If you feel like your team is sluggish, or if they're encountering problems that are hard to solve or code that's hard to maintain, reach out. I can help at www.doubleyourproductivity.io. And I'll see you next week.